He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous hill country morning. The skip is bad out there. So um, if you cannot hear us over the radio, raise your hand. Um, Okay. Um, But if you can't hear us, the skip was horrible this morning, Um, which means actually people who are way farther out who normally can't get the hill country patriot are picking it up this morning. Listen, you know when we have these uh, hot atmospherics that uh, all you got to do is turn on your uh, smartphone, uh, go to hillcountrypatriot.com, and you can. we are screaming live at hillcountrypatriot.com. So, yeah, this morning it was terrible. So um, there you go. I have on the line with me, and we have a completely packed show today, and I have on the line with me Miss Jody Gould with the Tejas Smoke Depot. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt. Always happy to be here with you on Thursdays. You know, I call Jody every Thursday morning on the drive-in, and this morning I wasn't even sure if it was Thursday or not. So I called Jody, and I said, Jody, is it Thursday? And she assured me it was. So Jody and her husband and her family are the owners, operators, proprietors of the Tejas Smoke Depot Depot over in Fredericksburg. They have an amazing uh, selection of cigars in there. Uh, 150 square foot walk-in humidor. Um, you've been doing weekly um, cigar specials. We just started this recently. So, what is uh, what what kind of a cigar special do we have this week, Jody? Well, this week we're featuring the Drew Estate Acid Cigar. It uh, is a aromatic cigar. It's blended with exotic spices, essential oils, and herbs. It's a really good seller for us. Um, the range, price range is uh, anywhere from $14 to 7 so it's moderately priced already. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really, really good sellers, like I said. Um, and they range from um, mellow to full-bodied, so there's something to pick from. One of our real popular ones is the Cuba Cuba and the Blondie, mm-hmm. and they come in a Maduro style and a natural. And like I said, they've always done really well for us. Um, this uh, company, Drew Estate, has been in business now since the late 90s, I believe, and they're doing really well in um, Cigar Aficionado and those higher, you know, cigar places in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're featuring this one this week, you know, come in and um, find you a nice cigar, get a good discount. Um, if there's something that we don't have that you're looking for, we can always try to order it for you. Because we don't carry them all. I think they have probably about 30 different styles to uh-huh. choose from, and we have about 11. Okay. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we, uh, the Tejas Smoke Depot also offers a complete line of all your other tobacco needs, whether it be uh, 
some budget uh, cigarettes or uh, some roll-your-owns or even pipe tobaccos. In fact, as uh, Jody said, if they don't have it, they will dig around and see if they can't get it for you. I'm pretty sure about that. You also have um, your basic uh, convenience store selections. And so if you're headed west on uh, 290, you know, maybe headed out to Junction or Harper somewhere and you need to stop and get a bag of ice and a cold six-pack of Dr. Pepper, they've uh, got that right there for you as well. And they do have a beer and wine. What's your What's your best-selling uh, six-pack of beer? What goes out faster than other any other beer? Uh, probably Lone Star. Because we're the only place in Texas that sells it. <laughs> You're the only place in the whole state that sells Lone Star beer? <laughs> well, not in Fredericksburg, but I will tell you, travel across this state and try to find it anywhere else. It's oh, impossible. Oh, my goodness. We could make a movie, you know, like driving a truckload of uh, Lone Star across the country. Nobody's ever done that before. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the giant armadillo. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, Jody. We have, um, let's give folks directions to the Tejas Smoke Depot. They're on the west end of town. And if you're on Main Street, go west. And when you get to the Y at the end of town, bear to the left and a wee bit down on your left, you'll see the Tejas Smoke Depot. They got that awesome uh, church pew out on the uh, front porch. And uh, if you got the kids in the truck, uh, just go ahead and drive around the building, uh, make a counterclockwise circle around the building, and uh, they will uh, help you out and take care of your needs. Some awesome employee or child or uh, will, re- <laughs> and I mean child as in uh, one of your children, one, one <laughs> will stick their head out the window and take good care of whatever it is you need. Now, we have a, every week we have a phrase that pays and if you give them the phrase that pays when you go in, that will give you an instant discount for that week for that visit and get your name in the hat for a monthly drawing. So, Jody, what is the phrase that pays today? Well, as you know, it's fair weekend here in, in Gillespie County, so we always try to play on that. Four X to remember. Okay. Fair time, fun, Ferris wheels, and funnel cake. Is. All right, say that again. There are four F's. All right, let's hear them. Fairtime fun, Ferris wheels and funnel cakes. Fairtime fun, Ferris wheel and funnel cakes. All right, I'm writing that one down. So um, there we go. That's uh, uh, That will get you an instant good discount. And tell them, Jody, you sound great on the radio. And uh, we'll, that will uh, then get your name in the hat for a monthly drawing. Um, Jody, what are we missing? I think we've pretty much covered everything, Matt. Okay. Um, thank you so much for all that you do for the uh, Patriot Radio Group and the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Thank you, ma'am. We love you. Thank you. We love you, and thank you for your continued support. All right, folks, we are um, we got plenty to talk about today. We've got a pretty packed show. We're going to have an attorney. That'll be two days in a row that we've had an attorney on here. Yesterday we had Jonathan Science, as we do every Wednesday. And uh, today we're going to have Emily Cook on um, from uh, the Pacific Justice Institute. And uh, so we're going to have her on. The only thing on the calendar right now that you need to be worried about is tonight, and that is the Moms for Liberty are going to be meeting tonight. 
um, in Fredericksburg. They have a very special meeting. Uh, Chip Roy is going to be there. You must RSVP in order to attend. I have been told that they will not let you in the door if you have not RSVP'd. Well, how do you do that? The easiest way is to go to your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter that you get every Monday, and you will find a link right there. What? You don't get the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter? You need to go get it. So I'll give you the second easiest way. If you don't get the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, then you should go to Moms for Liberty, their national site, and on the map, click on Texas, zoom in on Gillespie County, and it'll give you all the details, phone numbers, emails, everything you need to do to RSVP for tonight's uh, meeting of Moms for Liberty in Gillespie County. And by the way, you noticed I haven't told you where it is or when it starts or anything because you need to get that information when you go sign up either through your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter or through uh, Moms for Liberty's uh, website, national website. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to get uh, Miss Emily Cook, Mrs. Emily Cook, on the line with us. Y'all stay tuned. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Fredericksburg Tea Party, along with We the People, Liberty in Action, and Kerr County Patriots, invite you to join us for Boots and Barbecue 2023, Friday, September 22nd, at the YO Hotel and Conference Center in Kerrville. TPUSA founder Charlie Kirk will be joined by special guests Congressman Chip Roy, Don Huffines of Huffines Liberty Foundation, and Rick Green, president of Patriot Academy. Great items in our silent and live auction. Get your tickets at FredericksburgTeaParty.org. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back, and um, it is um, got a great guest lined up for you right now, and I'm going to bring on right now Miss uh, Mrs. Emily Cook. Good morning, Emily. How are you, ma'am? Good morning. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, I um I um Ms. Cook, Mrs. Cook and I we met, I believe, uh, it was either 10 or 12 years ago when I first started mm-hmm. getting engaged at the Capitol and I believe you may have been with uh T, uh who were were you with um Texas Right to Life at the time, right? Yes, we were. I was, and we were doing um, Capitol Days on Tuesdays, trainings in the Capitol for activists to come and, and learn how to learn how to be activists, to advocate effectively. Yeah, A- absolutely. And so those were really amazing things. Those Tuesdays, you know, we continued that for quite a few years. Um, it kind of fell apart during the COVID. And uh, there's been another group that's kind of taken over those Tuesday mornings, but that tradition still continues. Now, you are now with an organization called the Pacific Justice Institute. Folks, I want you uh, to follow along with us. If you will go to pacificjustice.org, and uh, Pacific is spelled just like the ocean, uh, pacificjustice.org. Emily, would you tell us uh, who Pacific Justice Institute is and what they do, please? Absolutely. 
Um, so I'm an attorney by trade, and Pacific Justice Institute is um, a nonprofit legal defense firm, and we specialize in religious freedoms, parental rights, and sanctity of human life. And all of um, all of PJI's legal services are pro bono, um, which means our our clients never never pay for legal representation, um, and we uh, we have attorneys in all 50 states, um, and Everything from representing parents who want to know what's going on with their schools, from to, to their children's schools, um, to a lot of uh, vaccine mandate cases. So employers who are denying employees religious accommodations uh, for refusing to take the COVID vaccines. A lot of litigation going on about that, um, and um, a, a teacher being fired for um, refusing to use. You know these these pronouns, preferred pronouns, or keeping mm-hmm. information from uh, keeping information about children from their parents, uh, and, and and representing uh, representing Christian conservatives who are really being maligned in the workplace, um, uh, be, in the workplace, and being retaliated against because of of their views and their religious views and just exercising their first amendment rights. You know, it is, I think we're seeing more and more a need of that. I think uh, since COVID, um, I think we've seen so many of our rights abused. Um, and I, I don't think we've ever been in a position like this. What What's the history of the Pacific Justice Institute? Because that's not a new kid on the block. You may have new offices in Texas, but uh, tell us about the, the, the where Pacific Justice Institute came from and uh, what's their history. Yes. Um, so it started in California on the West Coast um, with the founder, Brad Dacus, who is still um, president of PJI. And he really felt a need to provide high-quality legal services um, to this sector of of the population. So uh, he was along with a few um, uh, supporters founded Pacific Justice Institute, I think maybe 25 years ago, I believe. Okay. Um, and, and then, so there, there, there's a heavy presence on the West coast in the Western coast states where it's um, needed, where but, it's needed by the way. isn't yeah. it? <laughs> absolutely. 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 I think there's 20, I think we have 27 um, offices, 27 or i'm sorry 34 offices in 27 states and then we have attorneys um in that work remotely in the other states um like myself and so their pji is actually now in court their corporate headquarters now are incorporated in texas actually in dallas so that move happened a few years ago um because texas was more friendly um than california imagine that yeah Um, so, so we are. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what you know, what, some of the talk we've been hearing, and I hear in a lot recently, is Texas is just as not as conservative, whether it be uh, to parental rights or or school issues. It just seems like Texas is not as conservative as everybody would wish to believe. Is that is that a true statement? How do you feel about that? It absolutely is true, and it's been true for about the last decade maybe 12 years mm-hmm. and um we you know you people people don't pay attention because they think all is well in texas and that is simply that is simply not true um and especially at our school bo- at our at our public school levels yeah it is it's it's, it's insanity 
Well, we have been fighting Tara Petch uh, here in Fredericksburg and Tracy Knutson, and we've got some folks here in Kerrville who have been fighting not only the public school libraries, I mean the, the school libraries, but the public libraries as well. And um, this uh, past week, uh, we had a, a hearing. Tara had a, a grievance hearing um, over, I believe, 47 or 48 books, and she's been fighting that for over a year. And their solution this last week, after going through all the steps, was to take those 47 books and um, put them in a special area in the library oh, okay. at the middle school and the high school, and the parents would have to opt in in other words, you couldn't go. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to put a curtain up or, or like they did at the at the video stores years ago. I, oh I don't gosh. know they're, how they're going to do that. Give us just your, your. What do you think about that solution to these uh, these horrible books? And you know exactly what books I'm talking about. Exactly. I, I can't believe it's a discussion. I mean, we're we're fighting over whether we have sexually explicit books in our schools and that like there, there is, there is no valid, there is no, Oh, we have to be open-minded or exposed. No, you don't. That is, that is, that is not the role of the school district. That is the role of the parents to deal with. And we, it, it is, everyone is so offended that people would find that kind of material offensive and inappropriate for children in our school districts. And um, the school districts are not there to override parents. They're not there to take the place of the parents. And, but that, that unfortunately is kind of their mantra. Yeah, that, that is kind of the way they're going. We know better because we're teachers. Exactly. I, I, and I've heard that one um, all my life because I did teach uh, middle school for a number of years. I, I have the bald spot to prove it. You've got uh, you've got several children and another one on the way. How what how are you going to deal with this? Are any of your kids uh, school age yet? Yes, I have a, a first grader, so he's actually um, he's actually in private school, um, a, a Christian private school here in, in our small town. Um, my husband actually though is a um, he is just started a, a middle school teaching middle school in a public school, oh. and um, it's so it's it's been it's been interesting. Um, it, it that whole experience has been interesting. But I've got friends who are teachers, public school teachers, and they are pulling their kids out of public school as fast as they possibly can. And I asked one of my friends, I said, "How do you?" How do you reconcile that? Because I was struggling with that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, one of my one of my friends said, "I teach public school, so my kids don't have to go there." Oh, oh. no! <laughs> <laughs> and they said, "You know, you can control what's going on in your classroom to a degree, yeah. but you can't control every other. You know, you, you can't control everything else that is going on um, in." In, in the schools and what other what other teachers are doing, and we've even in our small community have had insane um my my i have a law office here in town and my secretary's daughter was in uh fourth grade i think at the time fourth or fifth grade and came home with a homework assignment and went to her parents and said mom i don't think that i'm supposed to be doing this and i said okay let me look at it and it was asking questions like is it the government's business what two consenting adults do in their bedroom 
Um, should women have the right to do whatever they want to with their body for any reason? And this was a fourth grade. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I could see you going speechless because we're all going speechless. And this was in the fourth grade, right? I think she's either in the fourth or the fifth grade. And she has the, you know, wherewithal to come to her parents and say, yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to be talking about this. Why? Uh, why is it, or, or how? So we've got. Let's say we've got some parents out here listening who have kids in either the fourth or the fifth grade. Their child hasn't brought anything home like that, but maybe their kid wouldn't bring that home to them. I don't know that I ever brought anything home to my parents. All right, my mom's listening right now, so I have to be real honest, Emily. But uh, I, I, I don't. If the school sent me something home. It, and this was even before backpacks. So, yeah, it would get it was in the bottom of a jeans pocket. And that was about oh, as far as I get. How 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 do parents know if they have a fourth or fifth grader right now? What's the best way you can advise them to know exactly what's going on in their classroom? Or, or can they even do that? It's gotten really difficult. I mean, trying to try to build a rapport with their teachers um, and and. and at the outset and talk to your, talk to your parent. I mean, talk to your students about the importance of, Hey, let me know what you're working on at school and provide them with an, you know, you're not going to get in trouble. Just tell me what you're doing at school and, and build that, that expectation with your child. But a lot of parents are being frozen out, um, of, of the school, you know, of, of the school district. My mom used to say, my mom would say, well, you can just go, why don't you just go, you know, you have parents can volunteer in their schools and going, I used to do that with y'all and go sit in there in your rooms mm-hmm. all day. I was like, Mom, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, mm-hmm. No, you cannot do that anymore. Mm. And, and so you really, you know, it, again, it, it goes back to you raise your children in your home. The school districts do not raise your children. So working on um, making sure that your children understand and have those foundational principles so that they feel comfortable coming to you and saying, I don't know if this is correct. And elections, I mean, elections of school board members. We, um, we've been at PJI's, we've been, I've been representing um, an end of, uh, trustee up in McKinney ISD. Mm-hmm. And he has been very vocal about all of, about all of these issues. And it goes against the group think it goes against the superintendent. It goes against the administration and the other members of his, um, and the other members of his um, board, board, yeah. and well, they vilified him. Oh yeah, and- Emily, can you stick around with us for a short break? And I do want—I do have that article up uh, on your McKinney, uh, McKinney, uh, McKinney School District. <laughs> and oh, sure, uh, sure. can we stick through with a break and then come back and talk about that? It sounds great. All right, so folks, you can follow along with us at Pacific Justice. And uh, Pacific is spelled like the ocean, pacificjustice.org. And on the line with me is attorney Emily Cook, and um, she is an awesome attorney, awesome woman. I've seen her testify. It was many years, a number of years ago um, up at the Capitol. Uh, Y'all stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Again, that's pacificjustice.org. Go check it out. Fighting the good fight. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot.
All right, we are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot. Um, your information station in the Hill Country, and my special guest this morning is uh, Emily Cook with the Pacific Justice Institute, pacificjustice.org, and you can follow along with us. Um, Emily, you there is an article about uh, you and your um, successful fight at McKinney, Texas uh, 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 board. So tell us that story, please, ma'am. Sure. Chad Green was elected in the last the last election cycle, so I think 2021, yes, he mm-hmm. was up in 2024, um, elected to the McKinney ISD school board. And he has been very vocal about um, parents who have come to him saying that there is inappropriate content um on district websites, we're talking drag queen shows on district websites that were accessible and geared towards gifted and talented students, um, sexually explicit books in their library, um, some other issues regarding security protocols at the campuses. And uh, so he's been trying to fix those problems from within. Um, and then also advocating, he, he went to the Texas legislature to testify um, on House Bill 900 during this last legislative session, which was the bill that uh, would ban those types of books from public from public school libraries. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, just to put it in context, one of this one of his school board members, his colleagues, has been on the school board for over 40 years. So there is this very um, they like to call it a team. But really what it is, is, is groupthink, and you don't ever say anything that is um, not nice or uh, that is not flattering of the school board. They have policies that say you will not criticize another member's vote or pol- um, position on an issue. I mean, it, it, it is all about let's we're a club and we speak with one voice. Mm. That's not what people elect you to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so he has bucked that, and they have come after him. Fiercely, um, they started by um, filing Texas Ethics Commission's complaints against him, saying that he was impermissibly electioneering at a family fun day event that was held at the school. Um, the Texas Ethics Commission, PJI, represented um, Mr. Green in that as, as well. And um, the Texas Ethics Commission came back and said, um, no, actually, after our fact-finding, Mr. he had just had surgery on his leg, and so he sat down at a table. Well, the table happened to be of a pack that was a parental rights pack um. that had sponsored the event. And that seat was, that table was up at the front of the, um, and so he sat down at that table to prop his leg up while the uh, ROTC was doing their um, performance at this event. Mm-hmm. And the school board officially censured him for that, um, directed the PTO to send an email to all parents stating that Trustee Green had um, violated Texas election laws, um, not only censured him, but prevented him from entering campuses without the approval of an administrator and notice and requiring that um, another school board member accompany him to any campus that he wished to visit. And just absolutely insane. They they insane. assigned a babysitter to him essentially if he wanted to go around. Is that it's what it sounds like? Exactly. And 
but they had to get permission. He had to receive permission from the school administration. No, no, no. Uh, See, again, school boards forget. The administration works for you. Yeah. Not the other. The school board does not work for the administration. And that's not how that's not how it works. You right. hire and fire the superintendent. That's what you do. And so they have they have been encouraging parents to continue um, filing grievances against Mr. Green. So one came from um, a, a member of the Satanic Temple there um, who complained that Mr. Green uh, misgendered the man's child. I can't, I get confused uh, on all the different terms. So yeah. that is that. So we had to have a hearing over whether Mr. Green misgendered and whether that constituted a violation of their gender-based harassment policy. It, it did not. And mm. then uh, another, and then another parent complained that he testified um, at the Texas legislature. And the school board's entertaining these grievances. I mean, that's just is what is. Yeah. Uh, it's just what's um, amazing to me. And um, they just don't want him talking. And even in the last one, they said, well, if we, we tried to shut him up once with the censure, but that didn't work. So what are we going to do now? Mm, 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 mm. You know, this what? is this is going on. I tell you what, this is going on. I think I think it seems to me it's starting in the suburban areas. So we kind of mm-hmm. expect it right up against Austin. You know, if your city is you know right up against Austin, we kind of expect it. And then there's this attitude that I have seen all over the state, both here in uh, Fredericksburg, in in Kerrville, and in Tyler that. Uh, and even up in Lano, that that the the first reaction from the school board or the members of the community seems to be, look, we don't have that problem in here. Would y'all quit raising a fuss? What what do you say? What what do you say to people who are getting that message from their school board? Uh, well, first, I would want to investigate to see whether that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, and then second. It, all it takes is for a little bit of that to infiltrate. One school board election, one, um, I mean, I would look at the trainings that your school board's undergoing. What is TASB? Are they participating in TASB? Yeah. What do those, uh, what do those materials look mm. like? Request those. I yeah. mean, that's, so you can't just say, because it is, I mean, it is happening. I don't, they may not under, they might not. No, and they very much, they very well may not know um, that it is. But just like in my example of my secretary's daughter, the principal of the school was horrified. Yeah, he didn't know. Ah, but it was happening in the classroom. Okay, so I just the chances are it it probably is happening. They just don't know about it. Yeah. So keep digging. Keep being diligent. and don't don't turn a blind eye or it snowballs out of control very quickly. Well, let's talk a little bit about Pacific Justice Institute, and you say you do pro bono work. Does that mean if I get pulled over and get a ticket on the way home, I can call in my friend Emily and she's got it all under control? No, no. First, <laughs> we don't do criminal. <laughs> okay, all right. So I will not rob the liquor store today, I promise. Correct, correct. Um, probably a bad idea. Um, but in, 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 anything that fits within our mission of um, of protecting religious liberties and parental rights and the sanctity of human life. Um, and so if um, 
if that is if that is you, if you are discriminated against, um, if you are, and then and there's there's different there's several there's several different um, na- you know national and state religious liberty um, nonprofit legal defense firms like ours. What they what we do differently is we do try to take as many cases as we as we possibly can. If it fits within our mission and we think that you have um, uh, a good a, a, a chance of, of, of winning and you have a valid cause of action, then chances are we're going to take on that case. Now, we've been getting a lot more um, um, requests probably over the last 18 months, and so we are adding more to our team. Good. Um, state, uh, statewide and nationally, we're looking for um, we're actually looking for an attorney in the Dallas area who would be interested in coming over. We're coming, we've got a lot of um, activity going on in the DFW Metroplex area. Um, but so we, a lot of different organizations will take cases that have a chance of, of precedent setting, meaning going to United States Supreme Court um, and making good case law, and that's needed, and that's that's right. that's that's great. Um, PJI is a little different in that. We are, we're fine with, you know, president setting cases are great, um, but we're not turning away cases of just the regular mom and dad who has been fired from uh, their job or placed on unpaid leave and needs to have their rights vindicated. So um, that's the I'm, we try to help as many people as we can. I, I am, folks, this is Emily Cook, and uh, the website is pacificjustice.org. Pacific, like the ocean, pacificjustice.org. And it looks like it's very, very simple. In fact, uh, immediately when you go to that um, website, there are two little boxes that sit on top. Actually, three. You will get a, a, a request if you want to chat with someone. There is also a place to reserve a Pacific Justice Institute speaker, which I highly recommend. Um, if you have an organization, we've got three good groups here in uh, uh, around the uh, in the hill country right now. Actually, if you go out farther from uh, the radio station, we've got a, a man. We've got six or eight good organizations here in the hill country, um, and there is one little box lower left that says "Request Legal Review." Is that where one would start if they felt like one of these rights you have been discussing was uh, stepped on? Is that where you would start? It is, absolutely. And then it goes to our um, headquarters, and then they route it to the correct state. So, for instance, I get all of um, any requests for help from Texas, and they get routed to me. And um, then we do an intake. We schedule a phone call and and talk about kind of what's going on and see if it fits within our mission and whether um, you have a valid claim. And I also up in the upper right-hand corner of PacificJustice.org is a neat little red box with a flag in it that says donate because I know Emily with two kids and another one on the way, she's got to pay her bills. So someone, the Pacific Justice Institute, takes um, takes uh, donations. Is that right? Yes, yes, that is how we fund our mission. Okay. There you go. So this is a good opportunity, folks. All kinds of donations to the to this organization or any of the other organizations we talk about 
even $5 donations make a difference. And I think for years, Emily, I was the guy who said, look, I don't have $1,000 in the bank to give to a group. And, and I just don't feel like, you know, maybe the $50 I can afford to give would make much of a difference, but it absolutely does. And yeah. um, pacificjustice.org, and this is Emily Cook. And um, tell, did we leave anything important out, Emily? Well, I would encourage um, folks to subscribe to our email and newsletter list and check out the resources. So especially we're doing a lot about um, college, not college, but um, high school students who are trying to take um, take have, have Christian presence um, on their campus and having pushback. Um, and there's this kind of new rise in what's called Satan clubs. Um, there was, we actually did an informational zoom on that last night. Um, and, but we have a lot of great resources um, on our website uh, for folks and a new church ministry as well that we are. Um, PGAI has started a church outreach mis- uh, mission to help equip pastors and leaders in churches. So um, I would just encourage to see what, you know, if someone's looking to say, I want to do make a change in my community, look at PJI and see if we have resources that fit what you're looking for and reach out to us. We'd be happy to help. There you go, pacificjustice.org. And the more I dig around on this website, the more I am impressed. Folks, there are some really good resources for you there. Um, the, the one that uh, I went to right away was uh, for religious freedoms. And, uh, man, I'm telling you what, there, uh, there's a whole list of different uh, uh, topics and things. The vaccine question and answer thing, if we had more time, we would go into vaccines, we would go into masks, we would go into House Bill 900, um, but mm-hmm. we, are, we, we are out of time, Emily, and I want to thank you very much for uh, taking time out of your schedule this morning and uh, joining us on the radio. And, again, it's pacificjustice.org. Thank you again, Emily. Thank you for having us. All right. There you go, folks. Um, this I think this is a tremendous resource, and um, I, I encourage you to go check it out, pacificjustice.org, and um, their very uh, specific list of things that they will defend you pro bono. And um, if you think this is a good uh, thing that they're doing, then make a donation. Make a donation to the Pacific Justice Institute All right, we're going to take a short break. It'll be a real short break, and we'll be right back. And that was the wrong button. And uh, let's see if I can figure out. I pushed a whole bunch of buttons. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and I um, hope I didn't make too much noise during the break. I just noticed my mic was on for the whole break, so um, I guess maybe when I go listen today, I'll find out what all I said during the break. Um, folks, the masks, the vaccine mandates, the mask mandates are coming back. Um, our, uh, we had some great bills um, that were submitted by conservatives and Republicans in the Texas House that would have um, 
stripped all of your local entities from being able to demand that you wear a mask or any of these uh, demand for a vaccine. And I, they really, I think we got a little bit of uh, uh, progress on that. But if we did, it's not being paid attention to because I am starting to see stories about um, folks who are being told that you can't go back to school if you haven't gotten the shot, and that was a Texas story. Um, here is one where, here's a story I got this morning, actually. It was on Current Revolt, and uh, this woman uh, went into, I believe, I'm trying to see where she went into, um, oh, I know, it was uh, Love Kids Pediatrics, um, and uh, she went in there in to uh, get her a checkup on her child, and they said, uh, you need to wear a mask. And uh, she said, well, okay, um, And uh, because she, you know, she didn't want the mask. And they said, listen, if you don't wear the mask, we're going to call a CPS. We're going to call the Department of Children and Family Services. Did you hear that? She went into her pediatrician and said, and with an appointment, and uh, they said, you have to wear a mask. And she said, well, I don't want to. And then they threatened her to say that they were going to call the Department of Children and Family Services. We usually call a lot of people call it CPS. Um, it's had a, no, a number of initials over the years. It seems like every two or four years they change the names of these organizations, hoping that you and I forget the way they behaved under their last name. So she was worried about that threat, as anybody would be. And you're, you, you've got a doctor's appointment. You don't, all right, go ahead. She put the mask on. And while she is uh, in there with her uh, uh, pediatric visit, she decides what most of you are already out there saying to yourselves. That's the last visit she needs to make to that to Love Kids Pediatrics. Let's go ahead and expose them. Where is Love Kids Pediatrics? Um, Rowlett. 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 Rowlett, Texas. I don't know if they're a chain, um, but they threatened her. We're going to call CPS if you don't put a mask on. That, folks, that's going way overboard. So she's in there, and uh, she says, you know, I think uh, I don't think I'm going to uh, come back to this pediatrician. So on her way out, she says, may I have my child's medical records? And here's what they told her. We No, they said, no, you can't. And then they said, they don't even release the records to the government. And uh, so the mother then alleges that when she asked what she could do to have her child's medical records released to her, the nurse told her she would need to get a lawyer. Folks, I I don't know what to tell you, but that is, there is so much wrong with that story. There's so much wrong with that story. I have... I, I switched doctors once in my life, and, and I was angry at the doctor. Um, in fact, and the doctor knew I was angry at the doctor. Um, and uh, so when I went to get uh, find a new uh, primary doctor, I went in and said, uh, can I have a copy of my records? And they said, 
well, it's all electronic. We can print it out if you want. They said the best thing you could do is when you find a new doctor, we'll just transfer it over to them. And I said, well, let's do both. All right. And so you can get your, those records are yours. Um, I hope that they sue the living crap out of Love Kids Pediatrics because clearly this was a nurse who, and nothing against nurses, folks, but they're not at the top of the food chain at the pediatrics office. They may be near the top, but they ain't the doctor, and they're not the owner or the operator of that. And so, um, so, uh, uh, so this mother, um, and actually, you can follow, you can read this story yourself. It's on Current uh, Revolt. Uh, came out uh, the twenty fourth, which uh, ah. That's today. <laughs> yeah. Like I told you this morning, I had to call um, I had to call Jody to see if it was actually Thursday. Um, and uh, so they followed up and uh, called the, uh, let's see, they would have threatened DPS. They got a call from Ken Campbell, the owner of Love Kids Pediatrics, and he denied any policy of calling CPS on parents for masking. Um, he said they would never do that. And he called any policy like that crazy, and he said he would talk to his staff. All right, and so apparently he further called uh, any policies threatening penalties or government agents on parents as ludicrous. So this happened in his office. It was a nurse. It sounds like when they got a hold of him, I hope he took care of this. I hope this nurse not only is looking for a new job, but hopefully that she will not be able to continue as a nurse in that type of, 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 of authority, position of authority. I, I hope she is not allowed back in because to you and me, that was really obviously some kind of power grab on behalf of a nurse at the pediatrics office. These, I think this is going to get thicker and heavier. I think we're going to be getting attacked left and right. Um, I think you need to be right now. And we talked about this three years ago when those threats of, well, you can't work here if you don't get a shot. All right. I know several people who lost their jobs because they wouldn't get the shot. The problem is they had to make that they had to make that decision without really having much time to think about it. So what you and so what I said three years ago was go ahead, sit down with your family, sit down with your loved ones, and tell them, look, here's here are the conditions under which um, here's here's how far I'm willing to go, and here's what I'm going to do if my job gets threatened or. If uh, they tell me I can't go into this business or I can't do this or I can't do that because I don't have a shot or the mask, you need to go ahead and make your plan now. My wife and I, Gail and I, sat down after I recommended to everybody that you do that over three years ago. Gail one day said, uh, so you're telling everybody on the radio to do that, so why have we not done it yet? And we sat down and we had that discussion and she was able to, and it took her, the decision was not an easy decision to make. I mean, it, it's your career. If you've been doing something for 20, 25 years in your career and you've been, you've had maybe even, good Lord, maybe even had the same job for that long. I know our generation doesn't do that anymore, but maybe that, uh, you know, maybe that, um, 
maybe that's your situation. Where are you going to stand? Folks, go ahead and have your plan. I fully, I believe that they're going to bring the masks and the mandates and the new shots back. I absolutely believe that. And uh, Lorraine's holding some things up there. Are you going to talk about that, Lorraine? Yes, she is. So go ahead, have your plan now. Make it ahead of time so that it will not be a rushed decision so that you will have thought it out. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we'll see y'all, uh, if not tonight, we'll see y'all manana. KRNH HD2, Kerrville, K271.